On Thursday, I had the opportunity to go to my hometown, which is 30 miles north of Green Bay, called Oconto. I was going for a special event that the Historical Society was having. It was an event that was advertised as a cemetery walk. And essentially what happened is that they would tell the stories of people who have gone before us, some prominent people, some lesser known people, but to share their stories with another generation. Now, due to inclement weather, this didn't take place at the cemetery, but they had to hold it in the city hall. And so there was a little different feel and whatnot, but still the same message was conveyed. They handed out programs to everyone who attended, and on the front of the program, it had the following phrase, if tombstones could talk. And really, that's what the event was all about. If you were in the cemetery, like it was scheduled to be, we would have gone from grave to grave, listening to an actor tell that person's story. They would have broken everyone up into you know, five or six groups and shared in that fashion. If these tombstones could talk. They featured lots of different people. One of them was the founder of the Oconto Brewery, which now isn't anymore, of course. They also had one of the former fire chiefs, the, one of the ladies who owned the candy store in town, but also, you know, a secretary at the local Methodist church, someone who settled on the bay shore of Oconto, a lesser known person perhaps. And so really to share their stories and allow their lives to come alive once again. Some of the people actually were played by other relatives, you know, distant relatives of the deceased. And so that was even touching and moving to see as well. Really in our gospel today that we hear this idea if tombstones could talk really is present. Because we hear the story of Jesus as he relates that there is this rich man and this poor man and the poor man Lazarus goes up to the bosom of Abraham and the rich man goes down into the depths of the netherworld. And we hear that exchange between the rich man and Father Abraham and how the rich man says, you know, send Lazarus to, to cool this place down to dip just his finger that had touched water on, the, on my tongue. Let that happen. Or as we hear the exchange, you know, send someone to tell my five brothers about what I'm experiencing so that they might change their lives. Today, really, we stop by the tombstone of this rich man and we hear his story and what he wishes to tell us. And really, I think there's two things that we see that he wants to tell us. The first is, is that as he listens to Abraham, and Abraham says, oh no, you know, if someone from the dead goes to them, they won't listen. They had Moses and the prophets, their words from the Torah, and they didn't listen. So I think the rich man would tell us today, if he could talk, he would tell us that we should listen to the words of Scripture that we hear every day or every week as we come to Mass. Now we have the Gospels, so to hear the words of Jesus over and over again. Of course, central to our Gospel is this rich man's ignoring of the poor man, Lazarus, walking by him day after day, not giving him any food, not helping him. And how often we hear Matthew 25, For I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me drink. To hear those words of Jesus, that's what, he's, that's what this rich man wants us to hear. To listen to the words of the prophet Amos, for example, that we heard today, 
or the writings of St. Paul. Secondly, the rich man, I think, would tell us also that we should always be focused on eternal life, that everything we do should be done with the aim of attaining eternal life. That's truly the purpose of life here on earth is to obtain life with God forever in the next. Really in our own lives, then, are there certain things that happen that really don't keep us focused on heaven? Maybe it's conversations we have, friendships or relationships we have. Maybe it's what we read or watch on TV or on the internet. Whatever it is, is there something that's preventing us from really going towards the kingdom of heaven? And if there is, then, really to repent, because that's what the rich man would want us to do. Thirdly, if tombstones could talk, now going beyond our rich man in our reading today, but what if the tombstones of our own loved ones who have gone before us could talk? What would be their story, or what would be their message that they would share with us? I like to think that and truly believe that all of our loved ones really as we visit their tombstones in the cemetery whenever we go, that really they convey that message that I still love you. I'm still with you in some way. I see this a lot when I celebrate funerals. A few months ago, I had a funeral for a pilot um, who every weekend, he and a few of his friends would fly to some city and then they would land and they would go and have breakfast together. Something that he did week after week and Wouldn't you know that as we celebrated the funeral liturgy at the funeral home, we could hear from the outside three planes that flew over the funeral home at that time. For the family, this was a consolation, a sense that their loved one was still with them. Just this past week, I had a funeral for a person who died very suddenly on vacation. And uh, walking with the family through that and hearing lots of stories that they shared of how people helped them in their hour of need. When they got back to Wisconsin and to the airport, they had to find his car. And so a complete stranger, really an angel among us, uh, picked them up and drove them around the parking lot as they searched for this man's car. And afterwards, after they found it, The person driving gave them a little pocket coin. It was then that I carried you from the footprints. A little reminder that their loved one truly is still with them. Perhaps all the help they received from the hand of God was all orchestrated by the one who had gone before them. When I was in Lourdes, for example, uh, back in January, I met a young woman suffering from cancer uh, from New York. And as we shared dinner with her one night, she was, uh, the family I was with, they, he was an artist, and so he had some paintings he had done, and he had a butterfly that he had drawn, and he wanted to give it to this lady. He had no reason why this drawing in particular. But after he did so, the woman said that the butterfly was a rich symbol in her life, one that spoke to her of her mother, who had passed of the same cancer many years earlier. So for all of us, maybe our loved ones still do communicate to us from the grave. Their tombstones really do still talk. They tell us that they love us and that they're here with us. As we stop by the rich man's tombstone today and hear his lesson that he gives for us, for our own spiritual lives, calls us to think about what will our tombstones say when other people come to visit us? What will actors say about us if they portray us? Hopefully, as we listen to this rich man today, 
they'll be able to say that truly this was a person who was a friend of God and a friend of the poor.